my name is Dan Rigby, Managing Director here at Onside Education. This is a new feature, our podcast, which looks into the weekly topics that are upcoming and some latest news and surrounding areas and discussion around things that are in the news at the moment, such as FE Weekly, Times, Educational Supplement. Today, I'm joined by our head of 16 to 18, Proficient Richard Lapore, and we're going to discuss some of the key areas this week, including World Mental Health Day. Welcome, Richard. Hi, Dan. Great to be here. Nice to have you here, Rich. Obviously, this is the first time we've ever done anything like this. The basics of it is to give some information out on whatever's coming up, upcoming at this moment in time. Um, and this week, Rich, is um, it's World Mental Health Day on Wednesday. Did you know that? Of course I did that, <laughs> because we have got a tutorial out going out this week uh, across all of our study programmes. Uh, to all our academies, rugby and football academies this week. So our tutors will be delivering the mental health uh, awareness tutorial session this week. Uh, and there'll be some links to some online support, things like that, if any of our uh, learners you know, seek that support. What are the kind of things that you have come across uh, since you've been working here or any other establishments? We obviously went into too much details that you think might have come up come up and things that we can do as education providers and teachers to overcome that uh, regarding mental health yeah um, to be honest we work with a lot of you know lower socioeconomic uh, learners mm-hmm. you know, from those sort of uh, groups and demographics across the country and you know predominantly it's things that go on at home you know coming to the academy you know in the lessons training playing on the games is, is kind of a break for them sometimes because yeah. They do have to look after, you know, relatives, maybe a younger brother, younger sister. So sometimes that can be a bit of an escape route for them, their education uh, program, which, you know, I think we do, we do consider that, especially our tutors, uh, when we're, we're um, managing the groups, um, and we take those into consideration, especially our progress reviews and things like that we do every four weeks. Mm. Um, we try to try to support the learners, but other than that, I think you know, in the past apprenticeships, you know. Very often, you know, as you can imagine, the job sector as a whole can be up and down. Yeah. You know, people losing the job in and around their companies, etc. So that can always um, be quite stressful for learners. Yeah. What about teachers? Even you've more been, so. Yeah, even you've, more so. You've been in and out of jobs, haven't you? You've obviously. Yeah, yeah I've had a, a few uh, in between my own, you know, study. But yeah, I think teaching, especially, you know, what we try to do the last couple of years is. You know, we are pretty hot on you know, reports, observations, things like mm. that, just because we have to be in the nature of our sector, especially training providers. Um, you know, we're probably scrutinised even more than colleges, I think, especially in our yeah. sector, um, rightfully, rightfully uh, so, and we don't hide away from that. But it does, you know, sometimes it's, you know, producing stress for our, our teachers, and we try to, try to make it as, you know, developmental as we can. Um, but yeah, it can be quite stressful on, on teachers, especially mm. you know our game if you know numbers and August and enrolments and things like yeah. that can can be pretty stressful for for all of us. Yeah, especially me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I put some country. pressure. I put some yeah. pressure on you these yeah. last few weeks, haven't I? Flying around the country trying to get things sorted. Where have you been so. this? Where have you been this week? Um, Coventry all day today. Mm. Uh, last week I did two days in London, uh, a day in Coventry. Uh, I've been over to St Helens. Is that, um, that that oyster card's worn out, hasn't it? 
Yeah, uh, I don't think you uh, has got me an Oyster card. No, no, there's no Oyster card on that. It's actually paper <laughs> tickets. Paper tickets only. <laughs> paper tickets only. Yeah. yeah um, I didn't know it was mental health there until um, earlier today when oh, Lucy okay. told us. Yeah. I didn't have a clue. Yeah. But I think that's half the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. To be fair, obviously, uh, in in sport, we're, we're probably, you know, surrounded by the messages even more. You know, it's quite a... It's, it's out there at the minute, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty important, especially for, you know, players hmm. in, you know, a range of sports. Um, people are encouraged to talk about, hmm. you know, the mental condition, mental health. And as you can see, there's a lot of, you know... There's, there's been well documented examples in the past, you know, of, of ex players going into drink, you know, mental health issues, etc. When they leave professional sports, mm. um, and I think what you actually don't come across, we don't hear too much about. What I, I do know is, it is uh, an issue. Uh, is the mental health of young players who may have been on the academy, yeah. you know, football academies for ten, you know, eight, nine, ten years get to 16 to sign a YT or they go to be a YT dropped. for two years they get dropped they're 18 mm. they weigh about 10 stone <laughs> and then they try and go play with men uh, and they soon realise that just because they've been at you know a championship YT yeah. like that that they, they're not going to just go and snap their fingers and go and play uh, first team in league one league two example you know even the Evo stick things like that you mm. know there's a lot of examples of that and I think that that does hit young young players pretty hard um, but you know, every sport but more so I believe in football through the sort of examples that I know and the people I know are involved in in sport at that level mm. I think some of these kids that we deal with are, are actually more vulnerable than they let on and I don't think that um, a lot of them let us know as teachers um, what the situation is and what the issues are imagine being a, a kid I know we're not that old but imagine being a kid with all the stuff that's going around today we had an MSN messenger, which was bad enough, weren't it? But yeah, MSN. I think I used to sign in and out of that just to see if, see if they noticed I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine but, the uh, pressures now of social media and, and and what's going on there. What what tips would you have as a a safeguarding officer here, and also as a, a lead a leader in the sixteen to eighteen provision? What tips would you have there for? For the three parties that we, we deal with, teachers, kids, parents, mm -hmm. what would you say are the things to look out for on social media to make sure mental health is at its mm. tip-top priority? I, it's a hard one, really, because, yeah, as, as you said, Dan, we're not dinosaurs, mm. but it has changed. In the, you know, I'm just about to turn... I can't really reveal my age. <laughs> I'm getting a bit old now. Um, you, you look older I know, than you I are. I do look older. I'm, I look knackered. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is a little bit of time since we were that age, and it has, it has moved at a fast pace. But I think especially from a parent's point of view, for example, yeah. I'm not a parent, but, you know, they've also got to be realistic in terms of what are they expecting mm. to you know what I mean, from a 16, 17-year-old person. Yeah. Um, and I think 18-year-old, you know, young person, whether that be a boy or a girl, mm -hmm. and I think it's very important for them to, to I wouldn't say monitor, because I wouldn't, I'm, I'm a massive advocate of of giving young people, you know, responsibility and, yeah. and, and freedom, really, to go and explore and, and, you know, and find themselves. But they do need to 
know to an extent what is going on. Yeah. Because they have got a duty of care, um, and I believe that's you know it, it's it's prevalent there for teachers too. You know they don't want to know what's going on in terms of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all this sort of stuff between the learners mm-hmm. because. You know, frankly, it's it's none of their business to an extent, as long as, you know, they don't see any signs of abuse, of neglect, of things that may be putting, you know, their well-being at jeopardy of the learners, for example. You know, if they, they found a, a learner come in and they were getting loads of stick on Instagram about, you know, a post or something like that. I don't really know mm. um, specifically because, um, fortunately, we've not had any of these incidents at the academy yeah. in the last couple of years, which is great. Um but these are these are things, yeah, that I, I definitely and advice for young learners is be put themselves in a position where they don't ever feel that they are at risk yeah. of doing something that they would regret or being accused of doing something that they regret, etc. Yeah. Um because as we've said, sixteen, seventeen year old, you know, young people. Do silly make, things. They do silly things and make mistakes. And the thing is, when we were that age and we did a silly thing... Yeah, you can it, turn them away from kind of forget about yeah, it. Yeah, and no one really remembered it after a week. Yeah. Whereas if it's on video, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they can dig all sort of things out in the last you know, couple yeah. of years and they're always on the line. On yeah, line I think it, they have to think earlier now, don't they? Mm. There's no learning by mistakes no more. It's straight, no. straight in there, isn't it? And I agree. That's going to have massive... Um, impacts on people's mental health especially for yourself Dan you know you've got your two young children haven't you number three on the way yeah number three on the way so (laughs) the the world they're gonna it's gonna be a lot different it's gonna be a lot different 100% I think that's a a key thing really the way we're going you know on side two with you know different skills yeah uh, certain you know sort of you know the the markets at the moment what people want from young people across up and down the country which is maybe not traditionally sports students what we for our academies yeah. but what those sports students go into could well be yeah you know, and it's incorporating that digital world into yeah. sports you know sport as a business and things like that where it is relevant and we can start embedding that sort of yeah. um transition into our our programs really yeah i think self-esteem has got a lot to do with hasn't it like having your own self-esteem being able to do something and confident in what you're doing and you know it's hard it's like when you're a teacher you're nervous when you first go in and as you get used to it the self-esteem builds and you can you can kind of go with it and you're comfortable in your own skin and Mm. kids are still learning to be comfortable in their own skin and it's hard to keep that self-esteem when you're under constant microscope of social pressure not just social pressure as it used to be which was when you were just out with your mates to social pressure all the time now on social media etc I think some time away have you seen this um no social media November, I think it is. Full month off social media. No, I've not seen that. I think if I was on it more, I'd probably have seen it being tweeted, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I've not seen it. I think what what you're on as well depends on your age, isn't it? I'm I'm massive. I don't really do Twitter or Facebook. I'm Instagram. Yeah, I'm, uh, I like Instagram, but only for dogs, animals, <laughs> and food, really. <laughs> Which uh, Instagram is perfect for? Exactly. Me and the missus just like sharing <laughs> funny uh, memes and things like that. But yeah, I do, I do still enjoy Twitter a lot. I use Twitter yeah. regularly. Not I don't really tweet, but I'm always following people who I want to know their opinion. 
you know, yeah. sports journalists, you know, people who are involved in the sort of study that I, I like away from um, work, etc. And yeah, I like to see what they're up to. Yeah, I, and I like the backlash. It's like, <laughs> it's interesting how you know I like it's to true. follow his uh, historians, sorry, politicians, etc. You know, yeah. um, social speakers, you know, like Owen Jones and people like that. You know, yeah. I don't really agree with all everything he says, but yeah. I just like the way people really get stuck into him. Yeah, like, yeah. And I just like to see the replies. I, I like, I like, especially when it's political. Like, I love yeah, both yeah. ends of the spectrum just as like well. To see what people are up to. Yeah, to me honest. too. I, I, I follow. Um, is it Aaron? Aaron. Um, You've lost me. Banks. Never heard of him. Aaron, is he the man behind Brexit? Who they're all accusing of. Um, <laughs> Brexit's a funny one. Yeah, having having loads of money. I don't think you could get more than um... in Africa or somewhere like that. It's quite bizarre, but yeah. he's he's pretty. He's you know, it's pretty. It's good. It's good to diversify yourself, though, and, and open yourself up to both ends of the spectrum. I think that's something that's not taught enough now is how to debate and converse. I think yeah. that's another thing of social media that's been a detriment. Um, it stops people being able to actually converse and debate things anymore, uh, right and wrong. That's something we're trying to promote as much as we can, isn't it? Kids debating, learning how to debate, learn how to disagree, uh, learning how to uh, converse properly without shouting. It's something that's massive. Um, on that note, uh, obviously, uh, mental health, World Mental Health Day uh, is a huge thing, which is obviously done by... Um, thementalhealth.org.uk uh, if you want to um, find out more obviously you can go on the website uh, and also Samaritans if you are suffering from any mental health issues give Samaritans a call which is 116123 that's 116123 uh, and they'll help you out with that right now this little section obviously I've just dropped this on you Rich but this little section we're going to talk about the latest news in our world Right, okay. And there's been a breaking story as we are on air, Richard. You've heard of the free AAA story? Yes, I've seen that um, bubbling away the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, to be fair. Well, there's a Billy Camden here in FE Weekly has uh, produced a new little story here, apparently, that the um, the old f- half, 500,000, half a million in deals fees, which need to be sorted by the end of 2018. Yeah. Uh, I'd like your little take on this, please, if possible. There's something I want to get your take on. Um, because one of the things that I read it with the 3AA uh, debacle was um, the issue surrounding signatures. Have you seen this bit? So basically, the report was that... Was he telling them to leave this... Leave the signature and dates off or something like that. Do some bits something, or leave, well, we leave don't the really signatures know, off or something like that. Something like that. Mm. But we've worked with crimes in the past mm-hmm. um, where that has been a, a broad-scale issue. Certain things, for example, they did one piece of paperwork on start date, mm-hmm. yeah, signed it, dated it, and obviously only did the other one a couple of days later, so signed it and dated it a different day, yeah. of which the primes then <coughs> won't accept. So where do you think that possibly comes from? Do you think now that that for us is a an issue in terms of well, it's an authenticity over matching up and being a perfect order, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously that is now having ramifications on a company that's massive. Yeah, it's um, those that always did kind of. So it's always been a question. Confused, really confused me when I was involved in stuff like. So they want the signatures to. 
be authentic obviously they are but if a learner isn't in say you know and all the paperwork's been done and then they miss say one day where one sheet has been signed where everyone else has signed it a certain date and then yeah. you date it a different like the day after or something like that because they come in the next day yeah. um yeah it's just all a bit you don't really know where you stand because i don't think there's actually clear guidance yeah on you know black and white what needs to be done in terms of an audit and what what is signed off as the perfect audit you know or acceptable etc yeah it'd be good to know what the actual like guidance and what they're actually saying from start to finish that'd be grand that wouldn't it mm, yeah. um what do you think it's uh you know do you think it's going to do to the sector as a whole apprentices one of the biggest providers being pulled up like that. Well, they're dropping flies, aren't they? You've got yeah. what was it? First direct, mm -hmm. then people first, was it? I'm not then sure. Three AAs now. Yeah. Three A's now. That obviously, I don't know what's going on, but obviously the the sex is changing. You got to diversify and change yourself up. Um, I don't know if it's worrying or not. Like I said, I think it'd be more worrying for me if. Um, if we was being told being told to do that and then we get reprimanded about it, mm -hmm. but I thought it, I thought I don't know whether that was I thought it was coming from the ESFA. Mm. I thought that was the the process that everything had to match. Mm. But they need to clarify that themselves, don't they? Mm. Because the guidance is well, it's just that and they just give you guidance mm. and then they make judgments as of when, don't they? So mm. it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Another one, last little bit as well. One that's come out um, is. Uh, this story, uh, which was from the Education Select Committee, which is urging to kick poor performing providers off uh, ROAT, um, sorry, R-O-A-T-P. Um, kick them off. Kick them off if they're not performing. Seems a bit harsh. No one's performing. Mm. No one's performing, are they? Yeah, I think, um, I think they've got to see how they've been going, not just the last 12 months, maybe you know 24 months in the last couple of years mm. and i think their first protocol is, is to support people i think well it should be I think you know it should be. to try to support them and, and help them i don't well, think nothing's big enough no more is it esfa is not big enough enough so there's not big i enough. don't think um providers whatever the big deal is we've actually speak to people yeah. um enough from these organizations for support you know yeah. i don't think they actually reach out and, and look to support especially small providers you know you look on that register I, I read something a couple uh, weeks or maybe a couple of months ago about that there's, there's people on that that list who have not delivered yeah. apprenticeships for ever yeah, ever, ever. Yeah. but they're still on the list whereas you know you know people trying to start a training provider for example mm. they start a, a training company they, they just can't get in anywhere you know, they can't subcontract for anyone because they say they've no no evidence no of evidence. <laughs> so how are they men are how are they men a subcontract of anyone if they've no data because they can't get the foot in because they can't get on the list they can't um, do x y z so i don't know if there's enough incentive there for other people really yeah um, I, I i agree with you i think kicking them off would be um i think it'd be throwing the baby out with the bathwater wouldn't it you're mm. not helping anything and you're not even helping the sector really are you you just you just kind of you're papering mm. off cracks aren't you if you do that mm. well i think you're right but the the it's so depleted, isn't it? Both Offset and the ESFA are so depleted that there is no guidance and help anymore. It's they'll come and see you once a year or once mm. a blue moon, and then they'll judge you on everything that you've ever done, and they'll yeah. go yes or no. Yeah. Right, 
thanks a lot Rich thanks for your time uh, that concludes it we'll come back next week and talk about some latest news and something else that's on the agenda I've not been given it yet perfect might have you in again Rich you won't have me on next week natural because I am uh, taking a you know leave well, of well deserved leave now the season's leave finished so yeah um, looking forward to it alright alright nice one Dad.